Welcome back. Welcome back, all our Chasing the Natty listeners. Um, I am Xavier Hood, your host of Chasing the Natty. Uh, usually alongside me, I would have my co-host of Jared Pongren, who is out because of medical leave. So we will leave him be. Uh, this is the King's Classics, uh, King's Classic Start Sit discussion, uh, our weekly discussion of who we sit and start every week in our King's Classic League. Um, so yeah, I guess I'll just jump right in. So Week five has come to pass. Um, We had a great week, as you can see, for all our YouTube viewers. Um, We won 256.54 for our uh, team against the Gridiron Scholar, John Lobb, who had a total of 150.5 points. Um, Yeah, for this week, I really felt bad for Mr. John Lobb. uh, Shout out to John Lobb, a great guy. Uh, Follow him, the Gridiron Scholar, on Twitter and all his podcasts that he has that I cannot name because he's on everything and just a great jolly person. Shout out to John Lobb. But we had to make a bounce back week. We had a terrible week four, but it's not completely our fault. Just things, uh, injuries and other things just, uh, you know, kind of influenced our score a little bit, which is natural in fantasy. But we got players back this week and they showed up. So we ultimately went with the lineup of Sam Howell, C.J. Stroud as our starting quarterbacks. This is a two QB league. Then we had uh, Ty Chandler, Kenneth Walker as our two running backs. And then our flexes were also two uh, running backs in Tyler Algier and Damian Moore. And our wide receivers were David Bell, Rashi Rice, and Garrett Wilson. And we had Michael Meyer as our tight end. So I guess uh, going into this, uh, yeah, I'll break it down. Our quarterbacks, uh, if you didn't watch the week five sit-start discussion, uh, yeah, our quarterbacks did what we thought they were going to do. They put up big numbers. Um, John's did not. It was boomer bust. Sean Clifford had a great 30-point uh, fantasy point per game, uh, fantasy point game. Max Duggan had a tough game against Texas. Our running backs, um, Kenneth Walker did what we thought he was going to do going against Western Kentucky, having a terrible rush defense. Ty Chandler, uh, a little bit, not too much of a surprise, but a little bit surprising where he had 28 points, where he had a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown. Uh, our wide receivers and David Bell, who came back from injury, uh, got us 120 yards and six receptions in a PEPR league. So no touchdowns, but it was still enough to, uh, you know, help, uh, help us with a comfortable win. Rashi Rice um, was a great, uh, was a great, great uh, start that we had. Uh, we saw that he was going to South Florida and we were just like, well, let's just play the matchup. Uh, SMU has a great passing attack. So Florida is not that great defensively on either side of the ball or rushing or um, passing. So might as well just start Rashi Rice, even though he's not the number one receiver for SMU. So he had a 71 uh, yard rec- uh, receiving yard game with a touchdown and eight receptions. That was great. Garrett Wilson, three receptions, 71 yards and one uh, touchdown. And he also rushed for 13 yards. So that gave us 17.4. Michael Meyer and his loss to Notre Dame uh, did not go in vain. He got a 17.3 points. Now, the big, uh, the big story for our uh, week started off on, was it Thursday or Friday, where BYU played Utah State. Tyler Algier exploded. Got us 45 points. He had 218 yards rushing and three touchdowns. 
Our letdown of the week was Damian Moore as our other flex. Uh, they kind of just gave up on him after a few rushes, and he only had nine yards rushing. So, yeah, he fumbled the ball as well, too. So they gave up on him. Uh, we dropped him. Uh, we were just like we, – we were harping on consistency. And, yeah, it kind of is sad that, you know, we kind of dropped him after one bad game. But these things happen. And I guess if you want to uh, go to our bench, I did I did have the suggestion of uh, Kyle Phillips just in case um, David Bell didn't play. Who also he played Arizona State had seventeen point eight points. Tyler Sneed had seventeen point eight points against Tulsa or Tulane, sorry. And Charleston Rambo had a decent day as well too against uh, Virginia. Um, our running backs, our backup running backs, Haskins didn't have that great of a day against Wisconsin. Malusi struggled against Michigan. And Deshaun Corbin had a great day again. Um, you know, it's still kind of an enigma for Jared, but I think, you know, he's just talented enough. And I think, you know, from now on, we can trust him in some of these favorable matchups. And LB had a okay day of 22.96, but I don't think he's living up to the projections that he had, um, you know, going into the season. So a bit of a letdown. So I guess uh, we can move on to the actual uh, meat of the show. Uh, who are we going to start in six, uh, sit for our upcoming week? I will let people know we are playing CFF Insiders for this week. Uh, yeah, and he still hasn't filled up his entire team, so I feel like that will be resolved probably by tomorrow, which will be Friday for us. So we have a tough discussion here today. Maybe not so tough. We'll see. So it is week six. Um, I guess we'll start off with the quarterbacks. Um, Sam Howell and CJ Stroud, uh, are starting quarterbacks currently. Sam Howell's going against Florida State, and CJ Stroud is going against Maryland. Um, our backup is currently Caleb Ellaby. So, I mean, Caleb Ellaby is going against Ball State, but at this at this point, I am comfortable with um Sam Howell and CJ Stroud going into this um going into this week to put up you know enough points to help us win. You know, I'm expecting another 30 to 40 point performance from each of them. Hopefully Sam Howell doesn't revert back to where he has a good game, then he has a bad game, then he has a good game. So, you know, hopefully Florida State doesn't have his card. So I think we're both in agreement. Um, you know, Jared is listening here right now. So if he can give a thumbs up if he wants to, uh, if, if he's okay with this. But I'm just going to move on to running backs. So I think uh, overall we're, we were going to start them uh, regardless. I don't think we're, there was going to be much uh, debate about this. But now we have to move on to our running backs. We're, uh, we have Ty Chandler versus Florida State, which, I, I, you know, Florida State has a decent pass rush to where, you know, they're able to stop the run a little bit. I don't uh, Their rush defense isn't the greatest, but they have a few. Uh, it's, it's 76th? 86th. Uh, so it's not the greatest. But tight, uh, UNC sometimes kind of gives up in the run game some, sometimes, and sometimes they don't if they have all their guys. Um, but Ty Chandler, I think, has solidified his role for the UNC offense, and I think he's close to being almost an every-week starter for us. And then we have Kenneth Walker versus Rutgers. Um, this is tough. I think based on the talent that we still have to keep him out there, maybe Rutgers gets, like, worn down because – Michigan State is a balanced team to where he could get those goal line carries if they get down in the, their territory and score. Um, you know, it would be nice for him to have a 100-yard game. But, you know, Rutgers has shown that they have the ability to uh, stop, you know, one dimension of your offense. And mainly if it's going to be relied on Kenneth Walker, then they could uh, slow him down. But I still like him there for the talent perspective and the upside that he could possibly have. 
So I don't think there's anything um, to go against that. Um, I'm going to go straight to the flexes. I'll get back to the wide receivers and tight ends. Uh, we have Tyler Algier versus Boise. Um, so, yeah, I think Tyler Algier, um, Tyler Algier is going to get a lot of volume in this game, especially with uh, BYU on their third-string quarterback. So I'm not, I'm not saying he's going to have a 100-yard or 200-yard game like he did last week in three touchdowns. But BYU has the 104th rushing defense in the nation. So, oh, I, I, I meant to say Boise, not BYU. But, yeah, so I, I trust Tyler Algier to be able to run all over Boise and uh, put up some big numbers. So we'll see. And then uh, I will, this is a first for the Kings classes start sit discussion, but uh, we were trying to get some waiver wires from last week and we weren't able to get the people that we wanted, but uh, Jared um, all hyped up on his um, laughing gas and, you know, medical drugs uh, decided to pick up Brandon Bennett uh, versus Coastal Carolina. I mean, uh, Brandon Bennett running back for Coastal Carolina uh, versus Arkansas State, who has a terrible rushing defense, if I'm not mistaken, and they're ranked last or close to last, 129th uh, in rushing defense. So he was under the impression that Brandon Bennett, the third string running back, but even though in recent, week, recent weeks he's been like more of the second string running back to get a good amount of, uh, you know, a good amount of points this week. And, yeah, currently the game is finally over, and he got us negative, what, six points? So oh, negative 0.6 points. So he did not have a great day. Um, yeah, I I was unable to dispute that because I uh, had some own issues that I had to deal with uh, with myself. So I can't be too mad at him. I understand where he was coming from. But I if I were to, you know, read the message earlier, then I would probably have stopped him right there. And I was like, all right, let me take the phone away from you. So. It's, it's, it's going to be all right, though. It's going to be all right. I think we still have enough big-time like, players because off of the week that we just had, if our players at our best are putting up 250-plus, and that's at our absolute best, and I think that's a comfortable enough. And we had Damian Moore last week who didn't even like put up you know a point. So I think we can have one player be a dud. Now, if we have multiple duds, then that's going to be very concerning, and I can't, um, I can't hype up the consistency of all our players. So it's going to be interesting to see who uh, Insiders puts in for the rest of his week, but uh, hopefully we can still get this win. But I guess I should move on to the wide receivers before I start talking about uh, if we can move on and get wins. Uh, Rakeem Jarrett versus Ohio State. Uh, that's who we have currently. I will look on our um, bench to see if we have anybody better. I mean, I still like Rakeem Jarrett of the talent and also the volume that he's about to get with Dante Demas uh, out. Rashi Rice is going against Navy. Um, you know, SMU versus a military school. Military schools are always weird. I never can really tell the difference between any of them. Um, they're, they're always, they always have a, throw a, a wrench into your game plan. But I think with SMU and what they have and Tanner Mordecai, I think Rashi Rice could get involved. So I'm a little bit more sold on him. Garrett Wilson versus Maryland, absolute starter. I think Garrett Wilson at this point is the every week starter. And then I guess we can move on to our tight end, Michael Meyer at Virginia Tech. Um, we don't have another tight end, so we don't have an option <laughs> to put in another tight end. And we like Michael Meyer as well, too. I think he's an every week starter at this point as well, too. Um, so what the decision we have to do is um, David Bell is currently on a bye. So that's sad. Our number one draft pick, Charleston Rambo, a, a player that Jared has loved and raved about all preseason. He's kind of looking like he's getting into form 
even with the, you know, Miami on their backup quarterback, we don't know if D.R. King is going to come back after next week or not, but he's on a bye. And we're worried about this week. So now we have two options. Cal Phillips versus Arizona, which Arizona is a bad team. And I would probably advocate for Cal Phillips to go in. I don't know for who yet, probably more if I was leaning um, Rakeem Jarrett. And also we have Tyler Sneed versus UCF. Um, UCF uh, lost to Navy last week, and it wasn't that great. So I think, and we're uh, we're both expected, if you listen to our uh, preview for week six, that we're expecting EC, uh, ECU to win this game. Now, maybe on Keontae Mitchell, but I still think Tyler Snead is going to get good involvement with receptions and maybe a touchdown. So if I had to choose, um, so this is what I'm going to do. I think this is only fair. So Jared put in a player, not to say behind my back, but, you know, put in a player, uh, you know, with his executive order. I'm going to use my executive order as 50%, you know, owner of this team. And I'm going to take Rakeem Jared out. And I've been a big advocate of Rakeem Jared. And I'm going to put in Kyle Phillips. Because I, I just, uh, you know, Arizona's, uh, Arizona's just a bad team a, 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 as a whole. And I think, you know, UCLA, I'm a little bit worried that maybe they'll, like, go back to the run game. But I think Kyle Phillips has shown enough that he is that one consistent in the receiving game for UCLA, you know, besides Greg Dolchich, that DTR has. So if he can get involved and get at least a touchdown and a few, like, maybe over 100 yards to where I think, you know, Arizona's that bad of a defense to where he could easily get that. I feel comfortable doing that. Then Rakeem Jarrett going against Ohio State and, you know, the talent they have even in their secondary. Now, I did uh, say earlier that I had some a little bit of a hesitancy with Rashi Rice. I think for now I'll keep uh, Rashi in. We'll keep him in. I'll let uh, Jared text me anytime from tonight to tomorrow if he wants to disagree and has a case for Tyler Sneed because uh, I'll be open. Uh, I'll be willing to listen and open to it. But for everybody else, um, I think this is really a no-brainer. I think, you know, the only only other guy I could probably make a case for, but probably not enough to Jared, would be Deshaun Corbin uh, against UNC. And I'd probably replace him, surprisingly, versus uh, either Kenneth Walker, because I just think Rutgers is that good uh, in terms of stopping the run. So, but I think for now, we keep Kenneth Walker in. So that's, I guess, for now, we're going to go with the lineup of Sam Howell uh, and C.J. Stroud as our two starting quarterbacks. Um, Ty Chandler and Kenneth Walker as our two starting running backs. Our three receivers will be Kyle Phillips, Rashi Rice, Garrett Wilson. Our tight end will be Michael Meyer. Our flexes will be Tyler Algier and Brendan Bennett, who played today. So, yeah, that's it for our sit starts. Uh, we will look at um, CFF Insiders team currently and see if we can find any favorable um, – matchups and advantages that we have so yeah so cff insiders has decided to not complete his team this week and i think i know why if you take a look at his bench uh, for all those watching on youtube so currently cff insiders has carson strong and bailey zappi as his starting quarterbacks now carson strong hasn't looked that impressive this season he hasn't lived up to that uh that prolific quarterback that people were, you know, expecting him to be and that yeah, maybe the possible first rounder, a great QB for this upcoming draft. But he is going against New Mexico State, so it's the perfect opportunity for him to go off and throw as many touchdowns. Now, he won't have um, – um, he won't have um, his wide receiver number two because, well, he still will have Romeo Dubs. He'll still have Cole Turner. 
but he will not have Milton Wright, if I'm not mistaken. So, and then you have Bailey Zappi, a consistent 30-point-plus QB, probably QB one of fantasy so far this season. So we, we, we have to account for the expectations to set against UTSA, and if I'm expecting this to be a shootout, I can be a little bit concerned. At running back, he only has Tyler Goodson in, and that's because he has Sean Tucker as his flex, and David Billy and Jabari Small are injured for him. So he has no other running back that he could uh, have, but he could also go and uh, put those guys on his um, IR and then pick up a free agent if he wanted to to take a flyer out on one. So that's just a, you know, a little bit of mystery to see what's going to happen probably by tomorrow or Saturday. His receivers, he only has two. He has Calvin Austin and Corey Gamage. Um, Calvin Austin is a great receiver for Memphis. The connection to him and Seth Hennigan is only growing, and he's also known for making big plays and getting touchdowns. So going against Tulsa, um, Tulsa didn't look that great against Ohio State wide receivers, and I'm saying Memphis has Ohio State wide receivers, but Calvin Austin is that elite of a receiver that just will be able to put up yards and points against uh, Tulsa. Uh, Corey Gamage for Marshall, I think um, in terms of Marshall's offense with Ali at the running back, and then you have uh, Grant Wells, and then Gamage being a great target for Wells against Old Dominion, I think it will be a good game for uh, Gamage. But he doesn't have uh, – and I guess that's it for his uh, wide receivers. He doesn't have another – a third wide receiver three or a tight end because – uh, well, he has Marshawn Ford, who I'm uh, Marshawn Ford, who I think he's going to put in. He's going against uh, Virginia, which I think will be a good uh, a good start for him if he does decide to do that and get that in in time. And then for his two flexes, he has Corey Rucker and Sean Tucker. Um, Corey Rucker has just finished the day with four receptions, thirty nine yards, and a touchdown, which got him thirteen point nine. And Sean Tucker is playing Wake Forest, a tough defense, but Sean Tucker has a lot of volume, uh, so he might have a few opportunities and still get a lot of points. So I guess this is about the time where we would normally do our advantages and uh, positional advantages and disadvantages quarterback. This is close. Um, it's, it's really funny. Cause like Bailey Zappi is, I think without a shadow of a doubt, the best QB in fan, college fantasy football at this moment. And I think with him going against UTSA, I am legit concerned that he's going to put up another 60-point performance, and that's going to be scary because I think both of our quarterbacks are going to put up like 30 to 40. So if one person is doing uh, 80 to 90% of both of our quarterbacks' worth, that doesn't spell well. But I think Carson Strong, with the down year that he's had, you know, I'm not saying he's going to have a, a dud day. Like, he, he's not he – ha, he's had good days against lesser competition. Against Idaho State, he went off and had uh, four touchdowns and had a good day, and they're going against New Mexico State. But I think with Sam Howell and C.J. Stroud, I like the culmination of the two and the balance to where I feel like this will average out and it will be pretty even. But you know what? For the sake – of the show, I'm going to give it a CFF based on the gut feeling of uh, Bailey Zappi going off and Carson Strong having a good day. And I think our two quarterbacks are going to do replicate last week and, you know, still have good days, but not as good as the, the other two. I guess moving on to our running backs, uh, considering that he has one, and I don't expect Tyler Goodson to have that great of numbers against Penn State, I'm going to give it to our running backs, Ty Chandler and Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker doesn't have to have the greatest of days, but doesn't even have 
just, you know, a day. And Ty Chandler, I'm expecting, you know, big things, whether it's through the air or on the ground. Receivers, we have three receivers. He has two. Um, Calvin Austin is a great receiver. I think he probably has the better matchup out of all three of our receivers. I still like Garrett Wilson versus Maryland. I think he's going to have a great day as well, too. Uh, Rashi Rice versus Navy, we'll see. Uh, Kyle Phillips versus uh, Arizona is probably better than Corey Gamage versus Old Dominion, in my personal opinion. So, I, overall, I'll give it to our receivers. Um, if I had to expect him to start Marshawn Ford at tight end, Marshawn Ford, I mean, um, then I'm – that's going to be a little bit tough because um, we ah, – it just depends on who uh, Notre Dame puts in at quarterback. But I'm still going to give it to Michael Meyer to where I think he consistently still finds targets. So uh, I think we win in that battle. Now, in terms of our flexes, um, yeah, out of our flexes, I'm going to have to chalk this up to uh, insiders because Brandon Bennett did not pan out for us as Jarrett thought. But Tyler Algier, if he could have, you know, close to the day that he had last week of 45 points, I think that will you know, be helpful enough because Sean Tucker is facing a tough Wake Forest team. So, yeah, that's mainly it for uh, our Kings Classics uh, start sit discussion. Um, thank you all for coming in and listening uh, to me ramble on about how we're going to figure out this team for this week and um, seeing some of the early decisions that Jared made and seeing who we're facing this week and the challenges they're facing. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. Follow us on all streaming platforms and video platforms from YouTube to Spotify to Apple Music. Oh, leave those five-star reviews. Jared really appreciates them. I do as well, too. Um, follow us on Twitter at CFF underscore Jared and CFF underscore Xavier. We love hearing your feedback. Love hearing um, just general questions that you have about start sits or just in general about fantasy or, you know, if you want to just, you know, poke fun at us about Georgia or, you know, if you're a Florida fan, then, you know, you can we can, we can uh, engage some good little banter as well, too. But, yeah, that, that's mainly it for our show today. Uh, yeah, so I hope everybody has a wonderful, wonderful uh, day, whatever time you're listening to us at or me at. And, yeah.